0: Welcome to the Red Dove podcast. We are women storytellers and our stories center on Black women, activism, and mental health. I'm Rainey.
1: And I'm Liz. Today we're really excited to cover the uh, recent news story. Brittany Griner was freed from a Russian prison on December 8th, 2022. I don't know about you, Rainey. But I know that the myself included, a lot of us did not think she was going to be getting out. Certainly no time soon. So this kind of caught a lot of people. It was a happy surprise. I didn't but-
0: think she would get out this soon. I, I thought that she was going to be in there for a long time. I, I didn't think the government was going to push. But I think that that really has to do with Brittany's wife. I think Brittany's wife was monumental, and not allowing the country to forget she was there.
1: Sherelle Greiner. And during all of this, she was, uh, Sherelle was studying for the uh, her law school bar exam, which if you've ever done that, that is hell in and of itself. As we know, Brittany Griner, she's 31 years old. She was born in Houston. She's married to Sherelle Greiner. Brittany joined the WNBA Phoenix Mercury team in 2013, where she was playing center for the team. Now she is a seven-time all-star player for the Phoenix Mercury, and she's a two-time Olympic gold medalist. But she plays in America. WNBA players, they do not, they're not paid nearly, not even close to what the male counterparts are. So for a while, and and Brittany's not exclusive to this, there's several excellent female athletes that would routinely go to Russia in their off-season and play in different tournaments in Russia. And this has been going on for about two decades because um, they can earn so much more money over there as opposed to what they earn in america i think Brittany Griner. someone was saying they make. she makes like boy this is gonna sound wrong but like if she makes 250 a year lebron james makes 500 per game so it's like the disparities i might be off on the numbers but i mean the, the disparity is like that much so players that go over to russia they can they make a million dollars doing these tournaments and as a result, Brittany Griner, as well as several other WNBA players, will spend their off-season playing in Russia in different basketball tournaments. And Brittany, in particular, she'd been playing in Russia since 2014. And in 2022, she was returning from a break for the, oh, I hope I don't say this wrong, the FIBA Women's Basketball World Cup qualifying tournaments when she was arrested at an airport near Moscow on February 17th after Russian authorities um, had a search of her luggage and revealed vape cartridges. And if anyone unfamiliar, a vape cartridge, what they're referring to there is a, a little liquid vial full of concentrated marijuana. So that's what they found in her luggage. Now, I was reading somewhere else, Rainey, real quick. The other thing that's going on, the, she was detained on February 17, 2022. What else is going on, though, is the the war with the Ukraine is about to kick off. Right. So when It's Russian, like a
0: perfect storm, right?
1: Yeah, that's what they were saying. It's like in the past when Russia's gone to war with other nations... America and like Western European countries will tell their citizens to get the fuck out of there because Russia loves to detain, especially American citizens. And that's exactly what happened here. Ukraine breaks out and America had already made an announcement. Like everybody in Russia, get the fuck out of there. Unfortunately, Brittany did not get out soon enough.
0: And I mean, like they use American prisoners, right. To, Almost as like a shield, like you don't want to mess with us too much, America, because we've got some of yours and this is a high profile case. Like it, it kind of makes it like a we can only do so much without really stepping our foot in it because we do some crazy stuff and then they end up killing this high profile American. What kind of civil unrest is going to happen here, right? Like we are already you know, we are on the heels of, you know, the Black Lives Matter and the, you know, George Floyd reaction that we had in the summer of 2020. And we're still dealing with the repercussions of all of that. You know, so I mean, like, I don't like to give props to Putin often. But I mean, (laughs) from a political standpoint, it was a it was a good play to make, right? Like,
1: yeah, you know, and America America didn't classify Russia as something That the Ukraine government wanted America to classify Russia as, and some people theorize it's because Russia was holding Brittany Griner in one of their prisons. So that's February, right? Right. July twenty seventh, Brittany pleads guilty to drug possession charges at her secret at her second hearing. She pled guilty. Did she have an American
0: attorney with her?
1: Oh, yes, she had a great team. Okay, so here's the thing, right? She gets detained in February, and her trial started in July. That whole time, she is just confined somewhere in Russia, and for a minute, February, March, April, May, for a significant period of time, it was very hush-hush, and that was intentional, these types of negotiations are going on it's like putting press out there could actually hurt the negotiations in terms of getting the prisoner released that's why at first you didn't hear from britney's family or the wnba people weren't pressuring but then as time goes on groups start deciding that we need to you know that that's why you saw the hashtag um Brittany Griner and, and, like, what's happening with Brittany and putting some pressure on the American government after months of not being able to secure her release. So, right, so her trial starts July 1st. She pleads guilty July 27th, and she faces up to 10 years in prison if she's convicted of transporting drugs. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um The drug trial focused on on testimony that cannabis while illegal in Russia is regarded in other countries having legitimate medical use they even had Brittany grinder's doctor certify that you know she's prescribed these uh, she's prescribed cannabis t- to relieve her pain she acknowledged in court in July that she was carrying vape Canada's canisters containing cannabis oil when she was arrested in February, uh, but she contends that she had no criminal intent and that the canisters ended up in her luggage inadvertently because of hasty packing. This is her defense attorney. We're not arguing that Brittany took it here as a medicine. We are still saying that she involuntarily brought it here because she was in a rush. Which was a part of their strategy they didn't want to deny it they kind of like and they saw it as like the russians would be pissed like think that like they're stupid like i i know you had it it's in your luggage and so they were trying to like expedite the whole process because they thought once they got to a plea deal either she'd get the fuck out of there or maybe she'd be charged with only a couple years so this was like strategy on uh her defense attorney's part right trying to see
0: i mean i think it makes sense i mean because i think if you go the route like oh no it wasn't hurt i mean i i'd imagine that that's a really tough place especially it being russia and are already really tense feelings about russia and the fact that russia's in a war with Ukraine and trying to take the liberties away from Ukraine. Like, you know, this isn't just like your run of the mill. Like, oh, we're dealing with, you know, France or Canada, like we're dealing with a nation that really fundamentally fucking hates us and try to topple our government by putting Trump in place. Like, you know, so we have like a lot of fucking issues with Russia. And, you know, I, I think that it could go the other way too. like Russia. I don't think. If it suited their needs, I, I think that Russia would have done worse you know, and then we're like, try us America. Like, that's the scary thing about Putin, I think is like, he's like, okay, like, you know, I- I'll call your bluff all day, every day. And I think that's what makes Russia kind of scary is they're like, yeah, we'll do it. You know, like, I'm feeling froggy, let's jump. And you're just like, I don't I don't want to play this game. This is not a fun, g- like, I don't want to do this with you. And I think that, you know, Russia is willing to go to lengths that. I don't think that we want to go to. I don't think we want, as a a nation, want to get to where Russia is.
1: They have Americans and we have Russians that are, have been prisoners for years and years and years. So Brittany's looking at all of this, or her legal defense team is looking at all of this and is just trying to do as little damage as possible. Keep in mind also Russia as the country and then these um, prisons in particular are notoriously anti-LGBTQ plus and anti-black and Brittany is uh, both. She's black and she's gay. She also happens to be 6'1". So it's just like there's a lot drawing negative attention, well, drawing attention and seen as negative in the Russian eye. So it's physically you are under threat of assault for just being you there. But August 4th, Brittany is convicted of drug possession. She's sentenced to nine years in prison. Oh my God. Which I- kind of sh- was shocking to her defense team, you know, cause that there the was whole strategy was like, and it doesn't go there. But and here's the sick, fucked up thing, right? I learned this. A conviction is usually a prerequisite to arrange a prisoner exchange. Oh. Which is kind of fucked up because it's like, okay, remember, this is August. She's been there since February. Where? I don't know. Somewhere in Russia. They won't tell us. They. It's like months and months, but to them it's like, well, this is part of the game, you see. We just have to go through these little... Procedures and trials, and then they'll convict you, and then at that point you'll have the right label so we can um press this le- lever and it you know what I mean it's like this is wrong she she should be out of there
0: was there do we know anything about how she was treated there?
1: I have not seen anything. Brittany was under Russian control, so I fear we might learn if she so chooses to share it with the world, but no, we have not learned. It has not been made public. Certainly if there has been anything. Um, I remember one point, I don't know how they got it, but she was allowed to, she wasn't allowed to speak, but they, they, they allowed her picture to be taken and she had like drawn a picture and something like, you know, I love you like that kind of like a message to her family. So it, Wow. October 25th, Russian court rejected Brittany Griner's appeal of her nine-year prison sentence. Which means, like, basically, okay, that's it. You're going to start doing the, the, uh, the nine years. November 4th, Brittany was transferred from the detention center in Iksha, and she was on her way to a penal colony. She was transferred to a penal colony in Mordovia on November eighteenth. Mordovia is about two hundred ten miles east of Moscow, and it's known as the land of prisons.
0: Oh, so, so America.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like remember in Stranger Things four, where I was gonna, I was cop, gonna make <laughs> right? that cop gonna- to that <laughs> prison. It's like snowy. And he
0: leaves with no shoes on. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I, the whole time I was thinking, I was like, was it like that? Like, I just like, I can't even fathom what.
1: It was like that. It was like 18 hours of hard labor with like poor living conditions, poor nutrition. This is Brittany Griner. This is Brittany Griner, two time Olympic gold medalist. Brittany Griner. But I mean, I think that that's
0: also another show for Russia being like, yes, we don't care about your American celebrities. We don't care about Americans. And it it doesn't matter if we catch any of you slipping. That's it. Done deal. Like, I I think that it really sent a message to America and the world. Like, Russia's like, we give zero fucks.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we'll do as we please. And Go ahead, try to come over and do something. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, like, you know, what what can you do? What can we do?
1: December 8th, the announcement of Brittany Griner's release from Russian custody in the prisoner swap. So then we learned December 8th, like this whole time, the Biden administration and their team of negotiators, as well as Brittany Griner's wife, were championing and working extremely hard to get britney freed um britney was exchanged for victor bout who is a notorious russian gun dealer he was dubbed the merchant of death he's a former soviet military officer and he was serving a uh, 25-year prison sentence in america for conspiring to kill Americans as well as other crimes. So Russia gets Victor back. We get Brittany back. They take her from the penal colony in Moldova um, on an airplane to the embassy at the United Arab Emirates. And then from there... It was like this tense moment, like at the United Arab Emirates. It's like Brittany's walking one way and the Victor dude's walking the other way. And it's just like they pass each other and then they go to their respective sides. And um, from the United Arab Emirates, Britney is on a plane back to um, she lands in San Antonio, Texas. Where she's immediately reunited with her wife, Sherelle, and her parents.
0: I remember watching. I Was it? Trevor Noah. I'm trying to think of who said it. Like I was watching somebody and, you know, like there's been a lot of people who have been very upset about Brittany Griner. You know, they they've been calling her American hating Brittany Griner, which she's never said she hated America. Right. She just was like, I think they got that because she didn't want to kneel for the national anthem. And she was like, why do we still play the national anthem in front of these sporting events when they don't mean anything to these players who are majority black and this country has not upheld its promise to us for a long time. Like that's the gist of kind of what she said, but, you know, they painted her out to be this anti-American, I hate America thing, which, I mean, it's just like, you know, you guys know how much I love James Baldwin and, you know, his favorite quote, my favorite quote by him is, you know, yes, I love America more than any other country on this world in the, on earth. And that is why I insist on the right to perpetually criticize her. And yes. I had like, I think that's true. I think you want the things that you love the most to be better. And I think Brittany just wanted America to live up to its promise and its potential. But, you know, now people are trying to act like she was less deserving of it than Paul Whelan is who is the American who is still there. Right. Oh, right. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. We didn't get to that. did we? No, no,
1: you're right. Yeah. Um, Biden's team was trying to negotiate a deal to release Britney and another man that is still there, and Russia basically was like, "It's Britney or nothing," and so he's still there. His family said that they, you know, they they support the decision. They're happy that Britney is back. Um, I wish that those racists would be able to complain about something that I think is a true, is a true problem. Not that she kneeled at the national anthem, but the fact that her life was in jeopardy because of gender pay inequities. And what I mean by that is like LeBron James doesn't spend his off season playing in Russian tournaments to earn a million dollars. Brandi Griner and other uh, WNBA players um, are put in danger because of the gender pay inequities in America. So we're now seeing it intersect on an international global level. And in a way, I know I sent this to you, like some law blog, but it was interesting Saying like how our gender pay in equities are now a national threat because you're putting people at risk and exposing them, putting them in, in situations in countries that they would never be but for, you know, the paycheck because of our policies at home. Yeah, but I'm not surprised that they're fucking pissed that she's back it just really is like how can you hate a human being that much to say that about them like oh i wish she didn't come back or this or that
0: well and then even like this idea of like like we can negotiate with russia on those kind of levels anyways right like if i truly believe that biden's administration did their best and like you said russia was like you either take it or you get nothing and it's like I don't think Paul Whelan was ever on the table for Russia. I don't think they were ever going to give him up, you know, and I think that they know, you know, and again, I think it's this divisive move. I think that this is a very strategic play by Russia, like being like to rile up that those Trump supporters that, you know, they love riling up anyways. Yeah. Like, look at they didn't they brought back the you know the the black queer woman who hates america rather than this all-american white guy because affirmative action or something you just <laughs> something else to piss them off and i i think it was very deliberate on russia's end to so further discord within our country which i mean we are on a we're, we are on a breaking point right now and i think russia knows that like the whole world knows that the whole world's like are you okay american we're like no we're not we are not okay we are we are having a bad fucking time of it right now like and you know we we, we like to think we're better because trump's not in office but i mean like he did so much damage we have lots of little mini trumps running all over the place you know we got desantis and and mgt and 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 bobert and like all these other psychos that are popping up like we're having a problem in america and i think russia knows that and russia is doing everything in its power to further divide us and i think that this was a play at that as well I, if you ask <laughs> me i don't claim to know putin at all i don't so nsa you like, chill.
1: besties <laughs> right
0: <laughs> but but seriously nsa like please we're not i I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just need to make of- that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you hear a click, like click, click. Is Mm-mm. someone recording this? Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of like- which, what about Georgia? Was it like a runoff election?
0: I'm so glad that they won that court case to open it early because as we I know, know
1: that
0: yeah like they wanted to open the elections early for it and like the republican party or whatever was like no because <laughs> as we know republican the right does not do well when more people vote they right. try to limit voters because voter suppression is how they get through
1: Taylor's the more people vote this time
0: right but they won and it was so i mean like i'm not gonna lie i am kind of disappointed that it
1: was close do you see the exit polls they were starting you know they're they're, they're, uh, gathering data on like who voted for what and yet again my fellow white women overwhelmingly voted for that man is herschel walker yeah herschel i'm just like the biggest hypocrite like did you did did you
0: listen to him speak at all? No. At all. Like, I just, I just sat there. And was like, how is this, how is this man running? And, you know, it's almost like, well, you know, we can't be racist because he's black. You're just like, oh, my God. Yes. Good Lord, we're not a monolith. No, but it, you are.
1: You're a monolith. Yeah, we,
0: we are and a now monolith. We
1: have one. So now we're also not racist. Right. That's, That's how this <laughs>
0: It's like the ben carson look we've got ben carson although no one talked about ben carson because he died of covid and they just pretended like he's like didn't exist anymore because you know Uh. they totally forgot about him but like yeah well
1: who was i mean in california that we talked about on the first episode what was his name they they dragged him out for the republican black guy he was like a talk show radio right wing yeah oh i'm trying to remember i forgot but his that's name that's what they do they just they, well this is what you want right Two token black guy yeah guys. look we've got
0: one we found him We <laughs> him in the wild look look we got one we found one that's what <laughs> the yeah. rest of, but, rest of yeah. us are like okay cool you got a stacy dash and a candace owens and a Herschel Walker and a Ben Carson. That's not our finest.
1: And now you can add Kanye West.
0: And a <laughs> never hear the end of fucking that. Okay, yes, he raps, and he's still an idiot. He's still an idiot. I agree. Okay. we had a debate in my class the other day. I asked my, my students, I was like, "Do you think the voting age should be lowered to 16?" And overwhelming me, my students are like, "No." Because if it were, Kanye West would be president. They're like, they're like, we're not mature enough. We need to take like mandatory civics classes. And one of my students is like, shouldn't that be mandatory for all adults? Like 18, you have to understand how these systems work before you vote. And I was like, I have hope <laughs> I have hope for the future. They're just like, like, no, we don't think that we're mature enough as adults. And I was like, oh, but you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> You don't understand. <laughs> you have such faith in us adults. <laughs> like,
1: ugh. We shall see. So now Brittany Griner is at a, I don't know what branch it is, but we'll say a military base um, undergoing medical evaluation and treatment for uh, surviving torture. I hope she makes a full recovery. Me too. So why don't we close? Sorry, that was... Like- <laughs> you texted me. I'm sorry. I, just, I didn't want to say it. Well, and I just want that. to tell the audience that I'm not, like, I was not ignoring Rainy. Yeah. Because I was, like, Rainy was actually texting me on the phone. That's why I was <laughs> distracted. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, me too.
0: Anyways. Anyways.
1: I, 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 How much do we love Lizzo? God, I love Lizzo so Anyways. much. Love it. Love that song. Okay. Okay. Well. Good for everyone that pestered Biden about freeing Brittany Griner. And I hope that you are beginning to understand and to see your role in the bigger global movement of activism and how important it is. Separate, we're just raindrops. Together, we're a motherfucking storm. A hurricane. Yes. I love that. Well, this that. is... We're going to close this out. This is Brittany Griner's family. This is their official statement that they released following Brittany rejoining them in Texas.
0: We would like to extend our sincere gratitude to President Biden and his administration for the tireless work they did to bring Brittany home. We would also like to extend a special thank you to Governor Richardson and Mickey Bergman of the Richardson Center for their work, as well as remaining in constant communication with us. We sincerely thank you all for the kind words, thoughts, and prayers, including Paul and the Whelan family, who have been generous with their support for Brittany and our family during what we know is a heartbreaking time. We pray for Paul and for the swift and safe return of all wrongfully detained Americans. We ask that you respect our privacy as we embark on this road to healing. Until next time.